Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you are listening and you're a woman that's age 35 or over... Or if you know someone who is, I think you're going to really like our topic today because it's all about hormones. As women, you know, it can be pretty tough when you experience fluctuating hormones. And it seems like when we reach age 35 to 40, our hormone balance just kind of seems to go crazy. Mood swings become an everyday occurrence. We might not get a good night's sleep. The only way to feel comfortable is to wear pants that have an elastic waistband. Or For maybe sure. You just kind of load up your closet with stretch pants and leggings Yes, to accommodate that expanding waistline. Are you thinking, oh, that is so true. Why is this happening? Well, today we're going to discuss hormone balance after 40. While working with many, many women over the years, we have found that their hormones often start to get out of balance in even mid to late 30s. So let's talk about what's happening to your body, what you can do to get your hormones back in balance. My name is Kara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist. I have a master's degree in holistic health. I'm also a certified nutrition specialist, and I'm very excited to be joined by Marcy Vasky. She's also a licensed nutritionist and has a master's degree in clinical nutrition. Yes. Well, good morning, Cara. I'm so happy to be here once again in studio with you. Same here. Yeah, we always have a fun time. And especially today talking about this topic, hormones, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we were saying that before the show. <laughs> I know we were. We kind of laughed about it. It's perfect for us. So for many women between the ages of 35 to 40, it is that time before we are entering menopause. And for some women, their hormones are going crazy. I know my lovely hormones have been trying to mess with me. And so fortunately, I have a little knowledge in this area, so I've tried to get them back on track. But this time before menopause is called perimenopause, which can result in a stressful hormone fluctuating time. And this hormonal balance is not often easy and can really make you feel like you're kind of out of control because you've never experienced this stuff before. So many women have not lived a lifestyle that supported maybe good hormone balance throughout their lives, kind of setting themselves up for some rough years ahead. And as I mentioned earlier, perimenopause is the months and years before the start of menopause typically starts. So when a woman reaches her mid-30s or 40s, you're in, you know, you're in that perimenopausal age. So for all those listeners out there who maybe are dealing with some tight pants and mood swings, you might want to ask yourself, am I in perimenopause? Am I experiencing fluctuating hormones? And if I am, what are some of these symptoms mm-hmm. so that, I, that I might experience? Well, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, the author of The Hormone Cure, she offers a quick little quiz of 20 questions in her book that indicates some of these symptoms. So I think we should dig in and, and help understand where many, you know, where, you know, how to play this hormonal game. Yeah. And we're not going to go over all 20. I guess if we had more time, we would. But we picked the top five questions to share with you. 
So the first one is it's emotional instability. So are you sort of bursting into tears with, you know, there's really no reason at a moment's notice? Are you experiencing poor sleep? You might wake up and just sort of ruminate in the middle of the night and not be able to get back to sleep. Are you starting to have night sweats where you wake up so sweaty that you have to change your pajamas and maybe even change your sheets? And then there's weight gain. Are you gaining weight, especially around that midsection? And there's also the fifth one is sudden forgetfulness. Do you walk into a room knowing that you went in there for a reason, but you can't remember why or what you were looking for? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Probably people can relate to many of those. I would guess for sure. I can relate to you. Yes. (laughs) The night sweats. No fun. You know, so, so. Some women describe perimenopause as a time in their life when they feel everything is changing and it's just beyond their control. So the question is, what is causing all of these changes, right? So at about this time, it's when a woman's ovaries are becoming less active, slowing down and preparing for the body to stop menstruating. We are getting ready to enter menopause. So because our little ovaries have decided to close up shop, you may start having some symptoms that you've never experienced before, such as what Cara was just talking about, you know, those sleep problems, that weight gain around your middle, or the mood swings that don't make you much fun to be around. Right. right? And weight gain, too. Um, you know, maybe weight gain that doesn't seem related to... Your normal you know, activity. Yeah, you're exercising the same that you always have. You're pretty much eating the same. But all of a sudden, you have an extra 5, 10 pounds around that midsection. Right. You know, oftentimes, we'll have clients come in and be like, I've changed nothing. What is going on? You know? Yeah, and that's just an indicator of you could be definitely getting into perimenopause. For sure. In addition to that expanding waistline and trouble sleeping, you also may have things like your hair starts thinning. Yeah. You might start feeling more irritable. You might have adult acne, which is fun, right? To have adult acne and you're starting to get wrinkles. I I know, right? Can it get any better? Gosh. (laughs) You also may be experiencing more anxiety and there can be a lot of other symptoms as well. There can be things like more sugar cravings. Mm. You could be having some digestive issues, feeling a little bit more bloated, having headaches. So, and you know, especially like you were saying, the weight around the midsection or just the weight gain in general does seem to be the most kind of concerning or problematic for the right. clients that would come to see you. For sure. You know, it's the first thing, sometimes the first thing you notice because... You're like, you're always thinking, well, I don't, you know, you're looking at your stomach and you just don't want that weight gain. Right. So that's why people initially come in and then you start asking them questions and they're like, oh yeah, I guess I'm not really, you know, I am forgetting some things or my hair is kind of thinning, you know, it's, it's putting it all together. So, you know, we know, now we know the symptoms of perimenopause and we understand the ovaries are not working as well as they could be. And our hormones are out of balance. So the two hormones that are causing our problem is estrogen and progesterone. And when the basic estrogen-progesterone balance is disrupted, that's when women end up with these symptoms. That's right. And you might be wondering, what disrupts this estrogen-progesterone balance? 
honestly, there's a lot of things that can create this imbalance. But, you know, if we're talking about nutrition, eating a lot of processed carbohydrates and foods or beverages that contain sugar can certainly cause an imbalance of estrogen to progesterone. Um, And the reason that this happens is, you know, let's just say somebody has a bowl of cereal for breakfast with milk and a banana, glass of orange juice. The blood sugar is going to go up too high. We're going to the pancreas is going to release insulin to bring that blood sugar level back down. Mm -hmm. And if that's happening day after day, year after year, too much insulin in the bloodstream is going to lead to too much estrogen in the body. That's right. So that's kind of how we get that imbalance of estrogen to progesterone. Through nutrition. Exactly. Right. And you know, Marcy, I used to be, I mean, especially in college years, I'd say more high school and college. Yeah. I was kind of a pasta girl, you know. Oh, yeah. Lots, I mean, you know, lots of pasta, bagels, cereal, for a lot sure. of those processed carbohydrates. But we were trying to just eat carbs and no fat, right? Exactly. I mean, that, that was, was my deal. That was the era of everybody's eating low fat because we'll talk more about that. We yes. thought fat was bad, but it's not. That's right. So unfortunately, eating like that year after year, when it gets to be perimenopause time, women are more likely to have these symptoms. Um, so we really want to be eating not the processed carb- carbohydrates, but more of a balanced eating plan. Right. Exactly. Like at weight and wellness plan, right? Right. right. <laughs> like our nutritional weight and wellness <clears throat> balance plan. Exactly. So maybe you've just been a poor eater your entire life. You know, so for years you might have said to yourself, well, I'm going to do something about my nutrition. I have to do it. But what happens? Life gets in the way. You keep moving forward. And you might say to yourself, okay, now I'm going to do it. But then I don't have time to cook now. I don't have, or I don't have the money to eat healthy. Or I'll just worry about my nutrition when I'm older, when I have more time. And then suddenly you're older and you feel what? Wired, anxious, bloated, and your pants are getting tight. (laughs) I mean, this is not fun. This is not fun. So procrastination with your nutrition often does not turn out in your favor, right? And it's so easy to do that, you know. Oh, I know. To, I'll, tomorrow yeah. or next year or is going to be my yeah. year. I'll start next week. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're going to take our first break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Changing your diet from a convenience food eating plan to a real food eating plan takes education and it takes a lot of practice. That's what we provide at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And we recommend starting with a series of classes. So stay tuned because when we come back from break, Marcy and I will talk about some of those class options. And please give us a call today. If you're listening, you can call us live in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, Cara was talking about changing your diet from a convenience food diet to a real food plan. And I want to share an interesting study just published in Stroke, a journal from the American Heart Association. And they reported that among postmenopausal women, drinking two diet drinks daily was associated with a risk of having a stroke caused by a blocked artery. And women who consumed two or three more artificially sweetened beverages per day were 31% more likely to have a clot causing stroke. 
compared to women who consume diet drinks less than once a week. In the past, women wanted to save calories. And I, we say in the past, but we know that this is still happening. Yes, we do. Um, a lot of people just think, oh, I want to save calories. So how can I do that? Well, I'm going to drink diet soda instead of regular soda. But I don't think people understand the harmful effects, especially to their arteries. I know. So this information is really important to know so that you can protect your long-term health. And this is the kind of thing that we teach in our weight and wellness series. And it's starting the week of March 13th. So you'll get information like that and a lot more that's going to be relevant to your long-term health. You're right, Cara. I mean, I I really love that study. I'm glad that we said that because Mm -hmm. so many people are doing this diet, Coke or soda or whatever, you know, and it's just so harmful. So hopefully they're hearing that today and thinking, thinking, more than twice about it. And it's, you know, you diet Coke. It's also those artificial sweeteners are really so prevalent. They're in yogurts. Right. Um, they're in a lot of like those prepackaged protein drinks, protein bars, protein powders. You just kind of really have to a good look one. at labels for that yeah, stuff. For sure. So before break, we were, we were talking about what are kind of some of those symptoms of perimenopause. The lack of sleep, the weight gain around the midsection, Mm -hmm. the fluctuating moods, night sweats. So as far as, you know, why, why does that start happening and what's more likely to cause those symptoms? Well, poor nutrition is definitely one of those factors. Poor nutrition can lead to that excess insulin that we talked about that creates more estrogen than progesterone. Right. That imbalanced ratio. Lack of vitamins and minerals can end up causing more symptoms and throw off that estrogen-progesterone balance. And like we were just talking about, the low-fat diet Yes, it was just this misconception that started in, I think, in the 50s. Right, exactly. It started as like a marketing ploy. And so we all thought that we were supposed to eat low fat, and we thought that was healthy. And we would be the healthiest people around. Well, turns out... It's not working out that way, is it, Cara? Well, it's not. And <laughs> I think, you know, people thought low fat would mean they would lose weight, right. which is also not the case because the foods end up being a lot higher in sugar and right. carbohydrates. Another thing, Marcy, though, and, and this is one thing that we that you would teach clients and I used to teach clients is we need beneficial fats to make our hormones. I know. And so many people don't realize that. Right. Yes. We need fat for hormones, for balanced hormones. So eating a low-fat diet means imbalanced hormones. Again, throwing off that estrogen to progesterone ratio. So I was just so grateful that when I started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, that's just one of the empowering the- things that I learned is eat healthy fats, and one of the main reasons is for hormone balance. Exactly. You know, and you can really tell. I mean, I came, you know, in the years ago when I was eating low fat or really no fat because that would be ridiculous, um, you know, my hormones were silly then too. And, you know, as I've gotten older and now we're in this fun stage of life, I can tell if I'm not, I don't not eat enough fat now, but I am very, very... um, rigid on how much fat I eat because I want to make sure that my hormones are working at top functions. You're so, trying to get enough 
Right. You're trying to make make sure. sure. Am I, every time you eat, am I getting enough healthy fat? Right. Instead of, you know, a lot of our clients are, am I getting too much? You know, I don't even worry about that. I'm just like, throw it on, throw the butter on. (laughs) (laughs) I need it. You know, and there's another factor that also weighs into hormone imbalance that is a part of everybody's life, but stress. Stress can throw off that estrogen progesterone levels. And I know that too. I mean, when I'm in times of chronic stressful time, you know, things going on in my life, my body really does take a hit. You know, I get tired. My hair starts falling off, Hmm. out. Um, you know, things like even my periods get more irregular. So lots of things. Sure. You know, stress can just, what it does is it causes your adrenal glands to produce the hormone cortisol and excess cortisol can lead to even belly fat, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All these hormones are intertwined. So they sure are. One of them changes and the others can get out of balance. Perimenopause might start for women in their early thirties and continue on until menopause. And we were just talking on break that the average age of menopause is around 50. Mm -hmm. At some point during those perimenopausal years, a woman will miss a period or several periods and then will finally stop ovulating. Mm -hmm. So taking into account that women make progesterone when they ovulate, it just means that a woman is no longer producing that hormone called progesterone. And so many times, even when there's no ovulation occurring and no progesterone secreted, that menstrual cycle will proceed and a period will occur. So it's kind of it's kind of confusing. Yeah, I know. People are like, I must (laughs) be fine. I'm still getting a period. Well, it's not necessarily true. And that's because women can go several cycles on just estrogen alone and experience an excess level that just means there's more estrogen circulating in the body. Kind right. of, it's like a vicious cycle. <laughs> it is a vicious cycle. I always say that for sure. So, you know, some women have that light, irregular period for years, but are not ovulating, right? So when women don't ovulate for month, many months at a time, the ovaries kind of become confused and the secretion of estrogen often becomes erratic. And sometimes there will be surges of estrogen followed by then a very low level of estrogen. So when there's a surge of estrogen, you might feel things like breast tenderness or water retention, even mood swings, weight gain, the things we've been talking about. So biochemically and hormonally, a lot of hormonal shifts are occurring. And all of these shifts really lead to weight gain, sleep problems, Mm -hmm. And mood swings. So you're not going crazy. It's (laughs) it's really just your body trying to figure it out. It's biochemistry. Yes. So some of you listeners know that for the past several months, I've taken a break from working individually with clients. So for the rest of the format for the show today, I want to like pick Marcy's brain, kind of an interview type format. This will be a blast for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just going to ask her questions about how she or, you know, she has the same type of knowledge as our other nutritionists as well when it comes to hormones. Mm -hmm. So, Marcy, I'm just going to ask you how, you know, when you're working with a client, what would you do to eliminate or even just reduce those uncomfortable perimenopausal symptoms? 
the ones we've been talking about. Night sweats, right? sleep issues, mood swings, and weight gain. Right. Well, I guess it's time to get into the good stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when I'm working with a client, I really ask a lot of questions, just like I'm sure you did too, Car. I mean, we have to mm-hmm. be investigators. We're trying to... You know, and in fact, I always say to my clients, now get ready, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. And they look at me like, oh no, (laughs) they're going to be interrogated. But I really, you know, I truly understand these symptoms because I am fortunate enough to be in perimenopause stage of my life. So I really know about mood swings, you know, the irregular and erratic periods and night sweats. So first of all, um, you know, I kind of dig into their lifestyle. And I'm looking for factors that may be putting their hormones out of balance. So, you know, do they have work and family stress? What can, what are they eating? What are they not eating? How active are they? Are they sleeping? Things like that. And there are so many different reasons involved in hormonal imbalance and including men as well. You know, there's toxic, the toxic environment we live in today. So men are not excluded from this hormonal imbalance as well. Right. And toxins are such a big part of this. We're going to talk more about that when we come back from break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you're like me, you love to save money. Who doesn't? Oh, I know. So if you want to know how to save $50, well, when you sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series by March 4th, and the classes will start the week of March 13th, you can save $50. So that makes the cost of 12 hours of life-changing nutrition education only $199. Annette, who took the classes, said, These classes changed my life. I kicked my soda habit, and I feel so much better. You can sign up online at weightandwellness.com, or you can call 651-699-3438. We will be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You may find the easiest and most convenient way to get the information and motivation to change your eating is to take our online series of classes. You know, I highly recommend our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss program. The presenters are really great. You know, we have Nell. She starts by leading the discussion through her personal victory of losing 90 pounds in a healthy way and keeping it off for eight years, which is amazing and great. You know, she is also joined then by Mel, who is a longtime dietitian who knows how to connect with people and motivate them. So check out our Nutrition for Weight Loss program online at weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438 and get answers to any of your questions. So Marcy, the next section that we're going to talk about is how to, you know, incorporate real food to balance some of these hormonal issues that people have in their perimenopausal years. And as a nutritional counseling company, I know that nutritional weight and wellness, we always promote food first. So instead of jumping to supplements, things like that, which can be very helpful Mm -hmm. and we will address, but we always want to start with an eating plan. We sure do. And, you know, whether you're in perimenopause or menopausal, the diet remain or the the meal plans remain the same, right? We don't, it's not different for for each category of your life. And that is a question that we do get quite a bit. You know, do I have to eat a certain way and... Perimenopause versus menopause. Right. And we just want you to, you know, eat balance. So it is 
one of those things that I always tell my clients too, you know, we're going to start with food first because you need to get this under control before we can move on. So, you know, if a woman is having many different symptoms, I always start her out by doing, you know, maybe eating every three or four hours, right? And so what would that kind of look like? It would be maybe starting with a serving of grass-fed meat. So maybe four ounces of grass-fed meat at your meal and two to three cups of vegetables. Green leafy vegetables are going to be great. Um, and about a tablespoon of healthy fat. And it comes out to be, the healthy fat comes out to be about 10 to 14 grams of fat per each for each meal and snack as well. And, you know, what many people don't realize is that these good fats are, like we talked about earlier, they're helping to make our hormones. So what are good fats? Well, it's butter, one of them, coconut oil, olive oil, or even including some nuts, seeds. They're all building blocks for our hormones. So, Marcy, I just started a new thing last week. Oh. With my, um, I do have a cup of coffee in the morning. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, and in my coffee, I've always put coconut oil in the past. Yeah. And I just started, a friend of mine was telling me how she put, she does the bulletproof. Sure. Where you do like, you whip it in a blender. Yeah. With butter and I think MCT oil. So I just, I do it the lazy way. I put in, <laughs> I put in a teaspoon of coconut oil and a teaspoon of Kerrygold grass-fed butter. Oh, yes. And it's Yum. so delicious. So that's a, that's one way that I am getting healthy fat right away in the morning. Right away. And stabilizing your blood sugar right away in the morning. Exactly. Right? It actually does help to stabilize. I don't get quite as much of a coffee. Yeah. You know. Spike. Spike, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... To make hormones, we need to be eating these good fats, like Marcy said, butter, coconut oil, olive oil, avocados, because our hormones are made from healthy fats and actually cholesterol as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So we need to, we do need to include some foods that have cholesterol, Um you know, otherwise our liver is going to just make more cholesterol. That's how much it's needed right. in the body for and then hormones. And up somewhere you don't want to be. Right, right. Yeah. So things like egg yolks are okay. And actually that's a great way to balance hormones. Exactly. Good information. You know, over and over, I still see women who are afraid to eat the fat though. And in fact, just this last week, I had a client come in and she was literally floored by eating healthy fats. She And she was struggling to kind of wrap her mind around it. But I just told her, I eat fat all day long. You're going to be okay. Like, just just have some faith and, and jump right in. You know, so I just try to convince them to add just maybe two teaspoons of good beneficial fat at each meal and snack. And what they'll find is that they'll find themselves less irritable. They'll have less anxiety. And you know what? They'll have less wrinkles. And that would alone sell me on eating fat. (laughs) (laughs) Especially now, no. And most importantly, their cravings will go away and they will actually lose some weight. You know, I remember when I was seeing clients, how challenging it could be to have, you know, for someone to change their diet. A lot of times it does not come easy. And as nutritionists, we find that people need to learn a new way of eating 
And it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. No. They really need to get the information and the education. And then they need to practice and practice some more until it becomes a habit. Exactly. And so I, I also remember clients who were afraid to add fat because they thought, oh, I'm going to gain weight. And one of my main goals is to lose weight. But we give them the science behind it and the information and we support them. And then if, if they incorporate fat, you know, maybe after a couple of weeks or a month to their amazement and delight, <laughs> they're losing weight I by eating more healthy fats. Exactly. It really, truly does amaze them. Yeah. And, you know, time and time again, you know, clients will come in or you'll get client emails saying, oh, my gosh, you've changed my life. I feel great. My, you know, all these great things. So this happens. This really happens. Um, and you know, there's another cause for hormonal imbalance that we haven't gotten to yet. And that is going to be gut health. You know, so when I talk to my clients about their gut health and how it affects their hormone balance, they're really often surprised because that doesn't usually is not a connection for them either. You know, so what I really just explain in simple terms, I just lay it out. If your gut is unhealthy and so poor that you experience constipation, you're not able to detox, you know, those toxic estrogens, which meant, which kind of puts you into um, and help you co- it develops estrogen dominance. Right, Cara? Yeah, Marcy, that makes a lot of sense how you describe that. So basically, um, I mean, having a bowel movement is right. one way. That's one of our detoxification systems. Correct. Is our intestinal tract. So it's basically all those things are getting backed up, like mm-hmm. excess hormones. They're not being released. Mm-hmm. I always say if you're yeah. constipated, you're toxic. So we need to get you moving. You so know, you had mentioned, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned estrogen dominance. Would you mind explaining to listeners more about what that is? Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, estrogen dominance is a excess of harmful, toxic estrogens in your body. And that's kind of the gist of it, but I think it's important to explain it a little bit further. So when women ovulate, they produce the hormone progesterone. And when women stop ovulating, they no longer produce progesterone, which is known as our calming hormone. Ooh, we want that. <laughs> I, I definitely need that. No, <laughs> um, Progesterone is what helps you sleep through the night, and it also supports our good moods. So once our ovaries stop making progesterone, no other organ takes over to produce it. So what happens? That progesterone production comes to a screeching halt. So the ovaries are making progesterone when we're menstruating and up until that perimenopause, you know, menopausal age. So what about estrogen then? Does estrogen production stop as well? Like you said, progesterone stops? Right. Well, that's a great question. So, you know, no, not really, because when our ovaries stop that estrogen production, our adrenal glands will actually take over and make about uh, 40% of what our ovaries previously made. You know, so also on our fat cells, we produce estrogen. And unfortunately, our environment produces toxic estrogens. So today, most women and even some men have too much estrogen, including the harmful toxic estrogen, which is referred to as what we've been talking about, that estrogen Mm -hmm. dominance. So excess estrogen 
keeps up, you know, can keep us up all night. It makes us crabby. It affects our memory. And it really leads to that weight gain. And there are, you know, many, many studies that link excess estrogen to cancer and especially Mm. breast cancer. Interesting. Very interesting. A big one to hear about. You know, my goal really is to teach women how to detox their bodies from these excess estrogens. And what we want to do is first stop, you know, one of the first steps is really just to eliminate meat and dairy products with hormone residue. That's Mm. why we always talk about, you know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, eat the grass fed meats and things like an organic. Organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, the next step is then to eat those organic vegetables like, and especially the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, and Brussels sprouts. Um, they, and lastly, they reduce your cortisol levels by eating. You want to be eating every three to four hours. And mm-hmm. then of course, sleeping the wonderful uh, seven and a half to eight hours a night, which we all get. Right. That's right. Well, hopefully we are. I know. Oh, Marcy, that was a lot of information. I, and it's time for a break. Maybe when we come back for a break, we could just kind of recap that. Yeah, I think um, we should. Very, very important what you just said. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. The nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness are experts at helping clients detox harmful estrogens from their bodies. If you're concerned about your hormone balance... Call 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment with a nutritionist so you can start feeling like yourself again. And don't forget to tune in next week because Carolyn and Joanne will be discussing weight loss habits. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As a clinical nutritionist working individually with many women who are experiencing estrogen, progesterone imbalance, I always recommend eating real food first, you know, things like vegetables and especially those cruciferous vegetables, um, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, broccoli. You know, you get the picture, the ones everybody loves the most, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they really help to detox estrogen naturally. And I will often uh, recommend adding two key supplements. And the first one is Astral Factors. And Astral Factors is really a wonderful supplement that promotes estrogen balance and helps to relieve hormone-related symptoms. It's designed to address mild mood swings, breast tenderness, cramping, sleep issues, and those dreaded night sweats. I usually recommend taking one tablet with each meal. And then in addition to those Astral Factors, I often find natural progesterone to be a very help to be really helpful in restoring that estrogen progesterone balance. So Progestakey and Progest are two great natural progesterone body creams. And they're both available as is Estrofactors at all seven of our locations and also online at weightandwellness.com. And you know, Marcy, the the Progest has been something that has really helped me. Yes. Um, And I don't use it daily. Right. But, you know, I will use it before bed occasionally, especially if I'm in a pattern of waking up in the middle of the night. It just really helps to get more of a restful night's sleep, less likely to kind of wake up sweaty, things like that. Exactly. And like we said earlier, it is our calming hormones. So if you are low in progesterone, you're having 
what Cara is experiencing, you know, not sleeping very good or those night sweats, well, maybe it's something to really look into, you know, bringing mm-hmm. that progesterone level up. And it's natural progesterone. Right. Just to kind of clarify, it's very different from a synthetic hormone. It's a natural progesterone. And it is, you know, I would I would consider it a lower dose. Right. I think you know, it's, it's 20, 20 milligrams, gram, yeah. which is, I believe, what our ovaries would produce in a day during normal functioning normal cycling. Functioning. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So before break, you you had a lot of really, really good information and I think we should just recap in case somebody missed any of it. Um, you were talking about, well, estrogen dominance. Yes. And what leads to estrogen dominance. But then also you gave some great tips on how do we bring that level back into balance. So we have more even progesterone estrogen and not not too much estrogen. Right. So you had mentioned, you know, switching or, you know, stop eating I guess animal products that have hormones, hormones, and also you know the dairy products with hormones. So we really want to be looking at more organic. We do. It's going to be a much better way to go because we want to get the toxins out. We don't want to keep putting more in. Right. Right. Exactly. So you know the organic cruciferous vegetables would be wonderful. Um, And I think that, and also when you're not having all of those toxins in, then it'll help repair your gut and that was one of the Mm -hmm. things as well that causes that hormonal imbalance is going to be gut problems oh that's a great point you know you had mentioned constipation means you're not getting rid of excess estrogens exactly and so we want to clear it all out with eating you know kind of balance through our day with those you know non-toxic foods and and making it your goal i mean if you want to feel better we kind of have to put the work in right and then at the last part, you had mentioned reducing cortisol levels. And one thing that can help that, I mean, people might be thinking, oh, I have stress in my life. How do I reduce cortisol? Well, waiting too long to eat or maybe not eating the right balance of foods can cause more stress on the body. So just simply by eating in balance every three to four hours actually will help to reduce cortisol just all by itself. <laughs> it sure will. It's very easy. Yeah. And then as much as we can, getting that seven and a half to eight hours per night of sleep. Will definitely help. Yes. So you must know that this whole program to rebalance hormones doesn't happen overnight. It can take months to change your food habits, but it's just, it's really important. You have to start somewhere. And truth be told, the only real way to balance out those hormones is by taking a look at what we're eating and to start incorporating real food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you had mentioned a couple of key supplements, well, the estro factors and the natural progesterone cream. And meeting with a nutritionist on a regular basis is really going to give you that additional support so you can, you know, these things will start becoming habits. You know, that's right, because it does have to become a habit and it takes a long time, as we all know. I mean, even when we started eating better, right, it was it had to we had to practice it. We had it. So we're not Mm -hmm. we all have to go through it. And, you know, to detox, you know, just a bit more on this detox of excess estrogens, we want will also help to reduce your cancer risk. And it takes a very thought out prescriptive plan to do that. Um, so step by step, you change your eating behavior. 
you begin to avoid some of those environmental toxins. And, you know, some of those environmental toxins, things like plastics, you know, pesticides, um, once you start taking out and really nurturing yourself, your body's going to respond. You know, some of the serious health risks to both women and men with some of these high-level toxic estrogens have been found to be connected to increased risk for depression and anxiety, increased risk of breast and prostate cancer, you know, an increased risk to also developing an autoimmune disease, Mm. and also an increased risk of becoming overweight or obese. So rebalancing hormone levels at really any age is critical for your health and well-being, you know, so don't put it off. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen when you're in a toxic state. I think it's interesting that you had mentioned increased risk of a breast and prostate cancer. And really, any reproductive type cancer is more likely to occur with high levels of estrogen. Exactly. So like we said earlier in the show, you know, men are not, you know, counted out on this. Exactly. This is important for them. Yeah, I know we associate estrogen as a female hormone, Mm -hmm. but men have estrogen as well and can certainly become estrogen dominant. So, you know, I want to share an interesting story about how diet could wreak complete havoc on your hormones. So many years ago, a woman in her early 40s came into Nutritional Weight and Wellness for an appointment. Now, she had gained a lot of weight over the past 15 years and was looking for some ideas on how to lose the weight. That's initially why she made the appointment. So she divulged her medical history and explained how, you know, how she had started gaining all this weight. Well, this led to her story about how she was having heavy periods. Um, she had also had fibroid tumors, severe endometriosis, and then eventually a hysterectomy at the age of 32. Wow. So what could have caused this really extreme hormone imbalance? Well, I mean, once we kind of figured out what she had been eating and drinking, Mm -hmm. it was really her diet that had created this hormone imbalance. She had been eating low-fat foods, but also drinking a lot of soda, up to 10 cans of Coke per day for several years. And, you know, one 12-ounce can of Coke has about 40 teaspoons or excuse me 40 grams Mm -hmm. of sugar which is 10 teaspoons which is a lot yes so 10 times 10 well that's 120 teaspoons of sugar per day and that's not factoring in any other sugars or carbohydrates that might turn into sugars so that might sound extreme to some of you listening others may actually relate to that story but it's a true and a very real example of how a diet of just too much sugar, too many processed carbohydrates could create that estrogen dominance. All those harmful, toxic estrogens. That's right. And as we mentioned earlier, toxic estrogens, it, they're a serious health, health risk. And they can have devastating effects on your hormones. So, you know, if you do feel like you could benefit from an appointment, be sure to call our office 
So our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.